All right, welcome to The Money Puzzle. I am Brian Ramsey, and I'm going to tell you uh, something. Uh, today we're talking about something that I bet you have not planned on. Uh, most people have not planned for this, uh, but you should be. It's something you should be planning for every year. Um, but uh, this time uh, in, this, in this conversation we're having about inflation, uh, most people haven't planned for it, and now it's smacking them in the face, isn't it? Yep, absolutely. My name's, by the way, my name's Aaron McAndrew. I was getting ready to, also, I was getting ready to introduce you. So <laughs> you messed up my little thing here I got going on. Anyway, that's Aaron McAndrew. He's one of the partners here. Uh, my name's Brian Rains. I didn't say that. Uh, phone number for us, 502-200-5210. Mr. Producer, I think, is putting that up there right now. Uh, by the way, we have, if you want to go back and look at any of our other shows, make sure you go visit our website. Uh, I think Mr. Producer's putting it up there. Anyway, those of you listening, it is FWP, that's Frank William Paul, and then the word partners.com, and you just go to our podcast, check them out. Uh, we have everything listed there. So today we're talking about inflation. Uh, this is obviously one of those things that a lot of people are concerned with right now because, you know, we are, uh, you know, we're paying a lot more at the gas pump. Yep. So what we thought we'd do is, um, so what, as we sit around, we talk about what, what are one of the more common themes we see when somebody walks in the door, Right. And what most people say when they walk in the door is, man, I pay a lot when I go to the gas pump, right? Right. And so what we thought we'd do is we, we're going to talk about inflation, but we're going to talk about inflation when it comes to gasoline and how gasoline is priced and why we think there's this disconnect, and then what you should be doing uh, to kind of plan for this should it happen again in the future. Oh, and by the way, it will. So you got to make sure you plan for it. Um, and by the way, if you, have, uh, if you like anything we're saying during the show – Make sure that you go to the website and you can uh, request a free meeting or you can pick up the phone and call in and talk to Whitney and request uh, a complimentary meeting where you can come in and we'll talk about inflation and how inflation would, it, uh, you know, would impact you and, and your retirement. Uh, or you can talk about anything else you want to talk about as well. It doesn't matter to us. So, all right, Aaron, let's talk about, let's talk about inflation. This is bad, right? I feel like we've been talking about inflation now for well over a year, so uh, this is pretty it is bad it's absolutely bad um you know but every we can't do a meeting without it coming up because it it, it's it really is what's causing a lot of the problems that's uh that's in the market today and a lot of just in general not just the market but people's pockets so you know what they're what they're paying out today so yeah let's let's specifically talk about um let's specifically talk about gasoline here for a second okay so maybe walk through how gasoline prices you know how they kind of fluctuate with the market it's really about crude right right so uh the oil prices um you know they trade on future contracts but if you track gasoline prices you know back let's go back four or five years ago or whatnot even three four or five years ago or whatnot people are paying dollar 76 two dollars and 39 cents or whatnot for oil or for gas Let's think back, back in, even back when COVID was uh, happening, when nobody was driving, right? Nobody was really out, and gas prices kind of went back. And you can remember the oil went negative, right? The it oil did. contracts went negative. And people were paying at that point at the pumps. I think at one point it got down to like the 120s was maybe when I saw it around this area or, or uh, whatnot at the pump. So it does fluctuate. Gasoline prices fluctuate with what crude prices are. Right. But crude prices right now uh, jumped up. They've jumped up significantly, um, you know, to 120. It was almost at 130, I believe, uh, a barrel. Uh, and then all of a sudden they fluct- the gas prices jumped up 
instantly. So when crude prices jumped up, uh, we had a just at the gas station right up here around the corner from mm-hmm. us. I remember in a two day span, we went from four dollars and twenty cents a a gallon to four fifty six the first day, and then went to four ninety nine the next day. So yep. that is a massive increase in just a mm-hmm. short period of time. Well, um, crude prices go back down when they when they come back down. Gasoline prices don't come back down, so they don't jump up. Gasoline prices don't. Gasoline prices jump up really quick right, with they, crude, yeah. but they don't go down as quick as uh, crude goes. So it's diffi- It's it's difficult to really put a um, you know I guess a, a handle on what 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 the price of gasoline should really be right now because I remember when crude was one hundred and ten dollars a barrel like it is right now. Um, and we were paying less than $3 a gallon or a little over $3 a gallon for gasoline. But now we're paying $5 a gallon for gasoline. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'll give you just a little historical perspective, or at least how I view historical perspective when it comes to gasoline, let's say over the last couple of years. Um, so the price of crude, the reason it went from $70, $80 a barrel to, remember, back, uh, back in February, I believe, it spiked to like $150 a barrel. Now, why did it do that? There's lots of speculation on why it did it. Um, but one of the main reasons why that, uh, that crude went up was because there was this conflict over uh, in Ukraine. When Russia invaded Ukraine, there was a, the world was essentially saying, oh, my gosh, Russia's going to shut off energy supply to the rest of the world, which is going to disrupt energy supply. So, therefore, the traders, energy traders, okay, they ran the price of crude up. And the reason why they do that is because they want Exxon, Mobil, uh, other countries, Saudi Arabia, Venezuela. They want, they're, they're basically giving an incentive mm-hmm. to oil-producing either countries or companies, okay, to produce more at $150 a barrel than they were at $80 a barrel because they needed the, the supply to increase because they really thought there was going to be this major disruption uh, when that happened. That's when you saw the price of crude shoot from $70, $80, $90 a barrel up to $150. And then if, you're, if you go, go look at the charts, they quickly fell back down to $110. That's yeah, about where it's $110, $120. Yeah, it's 110 120 yeah. kind of goes up and down a little bit. Now, what happened was when it happened, uh, as price shot up, remember, we, we, we were like $3 a gallon, but it seemed like it went straight to like $450 Quick. pretty quickly, right? And then it's, it's continued to, to increase. And I want to ask you about that in a second. But it's continued to increase. Then when the price of crude came back down, the price of gasoline never came down. Right. And it should be somewhat correlated, right? Yeah, somewhat, so, yeah. Yeah. So you have to ask yourself, why in the world did we go up so high when crude? I understand why they bid up crude was because they're trying to increase the supply in case there was a lack of supply coming out of Russia. I get that. But why, what's the reasoning, or what's your reasoning behind why crude, when, when crude came back down to 120, why didn't the price of gasoline come back down? Well, I got a couple things. Last couple times I've had to fill up my gas tank, I'm literally waiting in line when I pull into a gas station. I'm literally waiting in line. It's $5 a gallon. Well, I'm putting premium in, so it was like 530 something a gallon is what it was, so... Uh, so it's five thirty something a gallon when I filled it up, but I'm I'm waiting in line because there's not a pump available for me, and it takes me ten fifteen minutes just to fill up my gas tank to get back on the road. Okay, that's happened twice now to me in the last month. So demand is still high; people are still paying 
at the pump. But I also do believe that if you look at the earnings, oil companies have made uh, – they have record profits right now this year. So there's got to be um, some truth to the fact that oil companies are continuing to keep the the price of gasoline – or the gas companies are, are mm-hmm. uh, keeping the price of gasoline high because they're making, they're making money. And guess what? Supply and demand with normal economics, people are paying it. So – yeah, absolutely. That that was the point I was making was that it has a lot to do with supply and demand, right? Yeah. We're we're it, we're recording the show. It's the second week of June, maybe going into the third week of June, and um, and it's right in the middle of peak driving season, right? So we always have an increase in gas prices. Typically, not always, but there could be some adjustment going into the summer season. Um, but you typically see that you know sort of trail off, you know, August around August or so when, when school gets back in. But I'd say right now, it's kind of a double whammy, I, the way I see it. Mm-hmm. You've got, of course, you've got higher demand right in the middle of driving season. You're coming off two years of COVID where people didn't, they didn't drive. And so, yeah, we're all, I mean, I just went to Birmingham. You guys know I went to Birmingham this weekend. I spent $170 on gasoline yep. getting to Birmingham and back. Um, but the roads are full. I mean, every time we pull in, we pulled into uh, a gas station right off the interstate, just what you said, jam-packed. Yep. I mean, we had to wait. We were two cars in line to get gasoline. And so that just tells you that, yes, there is a – the, the price of gasoline is really twofold. Number one, it is somewhat correlated to the price of crude, right? So when crude goes up, gasoline prices have a tendency to go up. I do believe that we're seeing elevated gasoline prices because it's more of a demand thing than, yep. than anything else. And also to add to that uh, – Another economic indicator, really, that will drive this or will, will allude to the fact that people are paying it is the unemployment rate. Unemployment r- rate remains low at a, what, 40-year almost? Oh, yeah. year low? So that means pe- more people are employed. <coughs> Employment's at pretty much full capacity because you think about it. How many times do you see companies uh, out there, we're hiring or we're still looking for employees and, and or new jobs are being created? So... When people have jobs, they're making income, regardless of what the inflation is right now. They're still paying the price because they've got the income coming in. And they want to go on vacation. They want to get out, like you were talking about with COVID. So um, unemployment rate's low, so people have, have income coming in, and they're spending the money. Yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, – and look, we, we could go down the road uh, into, you know, talking about specifically inflation for, you know, an hour if we really want to. What we really want to talk about was more the impact of inflation. And we picked a, a specific example, which is gasoline. The reason we did that is because, you know, Aaron and I were talking this morning about topics and we're like, hey, this is what I'm hearing people talk about when they come in the door is gasoline prices. They're worried about everything else. And that's what uh, we're going to do a show here in a few minutes. Well, it's actually going to air next week. Um, Chris and I are going to talk about overall inflation and how other aspects of your life is impacted by inflation. And the question we're going to ask is, should you believe the 8.9% that came out? And we're saying absolutely, fundamentally, no way in the world should you believe that. And we're going to tell you reasons why that you shouldn't believe it on the next show. But this show, specifically, we're talking about gasoline because it is it is the number one topic that people are talking about. As a matter of fact, we had a client uh, that came in, or actually a prospective client that came in. We have a, we have a TV show, by the way. It comes on uh, Saturday mornings. Uh, 10.30 on the ABC affiliate here in Louisville. And we literally had somebody call in. They came in, and they sat down and had a conversation with us. And we were talking about what bothers you, you know, what, what makes you uh, uh, 
I guess Mr. Producer is telling me to hold the mic up. I feel like I'm talking loud anyway. But anyway, so he, that we were asking him, hey, what are, your, what are some of your concerns? What are some of the things you're thinking about? And the first thing out of their mouth was gasoline. I, I don't drive my car as much because I don't like paying as much at the pump. Uh, and these people had, you know, what, five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars in net worth. So it wasn't like they're running out of money. But people are just conscious about it, right? They're, they're thinking about it, and they're saying, oh, my gosh. Now, and one example they gave was uh, when they came to meet us, they had a couple of errands. And so they planned their trip and ran their errands according to when they were coming here. So they didn't have to run errands and then go home like they normally would and be able to, you know, take it easy before coming out uh, out to meet us. They literally ran their errands around the time that we had available for them to meet. So that tells you that this is something that is conscious on people's, you know, front and center for them. And they're thinking about it. And they're bothered by it, so we thought we do. Uh, we thought we'd do a show on it. Now, what are some of the things that you can be doing? So, Aaron, I'm going to pose a question back to you. What are some of the things that people could be doing? Because this is not the. It, let me just tell you, this is not the last time inflation is going to impact you. No. Right. We're going to have. We're going to have inflation. Inflation is always going to be there. Are we going to have periods where we have? I don't. I don't. I haven't heard the word hyperinflation, but I'd say that we're pretty close to mm-hmm. it. Um, but when you have periods where inflation is escalated temporarily or you know it could be some of these prices are going to be ongoing we know that which we'll get into more next week but what are some of the things that people can do to plan for periods like this where there's inflation yeah well one of the things is to be able to make sure that your savings that the amount of money that you're saving is directly correlated with your paycheck so uh, for example, a lot of big mistakes that I typically see when I'm working inside of retirement plans is when somebody sets up uh, what they're going to save uh, in an account. And this doesn't just have to be a retirement plan. I mean, we're talking about even just your savings or an individual brokerage account or whatnot, what, money you can actually get to liquid too, not just a retirement plan. But what they do is uh, they're, they get a raise. Maybe they're getting a 3% raise or a 4% raise, but they don't increase their savings rate to correlate directly with what their salary is. So uh, that's one of the mistakes that I see people do is they get in, they go, hey, I'm just comfortable. I get comfortable with saving, you know, X number of dollars a month, and then they actually make more money. And then when they make that more money, they spend that money instead of putting away a portion Mm -hmm. of that extra money they're making into some type of a savings account, whether that, you know, I'd argue that a portion of that should go into immediate savings account if you need that or a, uh, you know, a, a brokerage or individual account where you're investing money that is liquid. And then a portion of that should also go towards your retirement accounts, um, depending on how, how you're saving there. Um, but the other thing is, is um, people need to look at their savings as an expense, just like you would a mortgage payment, just like you would a car payment, just like you would any of your expenses there, and force yourself to pay yourself. That's what savings is. Because when that will help when uh, things like this happen where prices are increased or an, or an outside expense or something uh, costs a little more than what they thought it would or something comes up, emergency comes up, and they need to access some, some money. If you're doing that and you're saving money, you're paying yourself every single month, as an expense, factoring savings is as an expense, that'll help pad your savings account or uh, any of your other investment accounts or whatnot. Um, so those are a couple you know, ways that are really we work when it comes to financial planning uh, on their cash flows. Where's that money going to? We'll build it into the plan as an expense to show them, hey, 
you're putting in X number of dollars into this account a month. You're putting in X number of dollars into this account a month. You're putting in, and it's kind of set up automatic. A lot of times we'll have them feed one account, and then we'll direct portions of that savings to the other accounts that they need to go to, whether it's a retirement account or brokerage or whatnot. So um, so that's that's one of, well, that's probably a couple different ways I think yeah. I just tackled there. So Yeah, you did. Yeah, I okay. asked you for one. You gave me four or five. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but no, so, uh, but here's what I would add to that. Um, the only thing I would really add is when you do a good financial plan, you really, we build into that financial plan inflation. Yep. So we just need to make sure that throughout your earning career that you are accumulating enough assets on a monthly basis to then when you retire, that that accumulation of funds is producing the income that you need, uh, from, from, the day you retired until the day you die. And there's two forms of income that we always talk about, which is creating permanent predictable income and creating non-permanent, non-predictable income. Uh, and we do both of that. So uh, we just help make sure that we create the income that you need, again, uh, that's going to, uh, to pay you what you need. And we inv- adjust for inflation. So you know, we can adjust for inflation at you know, 3%, 4%, whatever number you want makes no difference to us. Uh, but on average, about 3%. We just happen to be in a period right now, which is really wonky. We had no inflation for about 10 years, and then all of a sudden we got all of it in a matter of about six months. Yep. Um, and so it's punched everybody in the face. But that's good because here's what, here's what I will tell you as a financial planner, and I've been doing this almost 20 years, times of turmoil, which is where we are, right? We, we got a laundry list of things that's going on in the market right now. We're specifically talking about inflation today. Here's... Here's why inflation is good. Yes, we, it is pain in the wallet, pain at the pump, pain wherever you want to look where you spend your money. However, it forces everyone to go back and look at their financial situation and say, oh my gosh, I have not done anything to prepare myself for retirement or I'm not, I'm not determined whether my income or my assets are going to provide me the income from now until the day I die. I've not done any of that. So our phones now are starting to ring or have been over the last couple of years. They're starting to ring more. We're getting more and more prospective clients walk in the door and saying, you know what, this, I, I'm, I'm worried about the market, I'm worried about inflation, and I've not done any planning. So I want to sit down and talk, right? So we've had lots of opportunities to sit down and show folks doing a proper financial plan will set them in motion to where inflation is not that big of a deal. And the clients that have gone through this process in the, in the past, they come in, we show them, you're still on track. Yes, you're paying more at the pump, but we plan for that. And so just make sure that you are planning for that. And if you haven't, like most people haven't, make sure that you give us a call and come in and see us, and we'll help you get on track or stay on track, whichever the case may be. But, uh, but don't try to tackle this by yourself. Uh, it, it's no different than anything else, right? I can, I can plumb my sink, but I'm going to call a plumber to do the plumbing. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to do it myself. And so uh, it's the same way with this. You can probably do it. There's instruments out there. That you can probably do some cash flow planning. But I can promise you, you're gonna you're gonna make mistakes, and you're gonna get this rosy picture, and you're not planning for the for the mistakes, uh, and then you can get down the road and go, oh my gosh, what happened? You know, five years ago when I did this plan online for free, it looked rosy, and all of a sudden now things don't look so rosy, and so uh, so that's where we come into play is, you know, we we can walk you through all those scenarios. We can look at all the bad and the the good, the bad, and and the inflation periods, and uh, make sure that you're on track. So anyway. Uh, that's it for another day. Any last thoughts from you, Aaron? 
No, I think you covered uh, pretty good. I think one thing, I, you know, I do a lot of coaching. I've coached for several years, and I kind of relate this a lot to winning and losing games. You have a, you have a, uh, you have a pain point, okay? Right now, everybody has a pain point, okay? Yeah. So what I would typically tell my athletes that I'm coaching is, hey, we, we either win or we learn from it. Because if you don't, if you lose a game or lose a match or a meet or whatever it is, and you don't learn anything from it, then what good is it? Right. So you're going to keep probably keep doing that. So right now we all have a pain point. OK, so it's I'm going to relate this to financial planning now is where's your pain point? The purpose of the financial plan is four times like this. It's easy to be a financial planner when the market's up 26 percent in one year. OK, when the bond market's up double digits in a year. OK, it's easy to be a financial planner there. But what people people aren't thinking about it then when they really start thinking about it is when they have a pain point and everybody has pain points right now. So how are we going to learn from those pain points is really what we want to think about it. If you don't have a financial plan, you definitely need to pick up the phone and give us a call. Yep, absolutely. All right. So that's it for today. Aaron, thanks for uh, jumping in here and doing this one. It was fun. Uh, phone number for us, 502-200-5210. Visit our website, FWP. That's Frank William Paul. And then the word partners.com. Uh, you can catch us uh, every week. Uh, Whitney posts uh, the Peace of Mind radio podcast that we do. We also have a TV show that comes on every Saturday morning, uh, 10.30 on our ABC affiliate. Make sure that if you watch that show, make sure you tune into our website where we do post when that is because that may be changing um, channels, so we'll see how that works out. Uh, but anyway, uh, that's it for another week. Make sure uh, that when you watch our content that you like and subscribe comment, rate, and review. We'd appreciate it whether you listen to us on podcast or you watch us on YouTube. Make sure that you give us a big thumbs up. Also, subscribe so that you get any of our content that we send out. And uh, that's it for another week. Uh, next week, we are talking inflation again, but we're going to talk about overall uh, inflation that impacts our lives more than just uh, price of gasoline. So make sure you tune in. And Chris Vaughn sitting right there will be joining us, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. The information given herein is taken from sources at IFP Advisors, LLC, doing business as Independent Financial Partners, IFP, IFP Securities, doing business as IFP, and its advisors believe to be reliable, but it is not guaranteed by us as to accuracy or completeness. This is for informational purposes only and in no event should be construed as an offer to sell or solicitation of an offer to buy any securities or products. Please consult your tax and or legal advisor before implementing any tax and or legal related strategies mentioned in this publication as IFP does not provide tax and or legal advice. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and do not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs of individual investors. This report may not be reproduced, distributed, or published by any person for any purpose without IFP's express prior written consent. Securities offered through IFP Securities, LLC, doing business as independent financial partners, IFP, member of FINRA and SIPC, investment advice offered through IFP Advisors, doing business as IFP, a registered investment advisor. IFP and Family Wealth Planning Partners are not affiliated. The information given herein is taken from sources that IFP Advisors, LLC, doing business as IFP, IFP Securities, LLC, doing business as IFP, and its advisors believe to be reliable, but it is not guaranteed by us as to accuracy or completeness. This is for informational purposes only, and in no event should be construed as an offer to sell or solicitation of an offer to buy any securities or products. 
Please consult your tax and or legal advisor before implementing any tax and or legal related strategies mentioned in this publication as IFP does not provide tax and or legal advice. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and do not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs of individual investors.